And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And so Andy's Andy's overseas, so we're we're resorting to some pretty desperate measures to record this. So apologies if our sound quality isn't its usual pristine self, but look, we were just so excited about the mid-season draft that we had to do a show. Which sadly is actually the truth. Like we have literally spent probably getting close on two hours trying to get the connection going and we finally managed it so we can talk about uh, um, exciting players who played a couple of, a handful of games in the SANFL joining the list. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I I love a draft um, and look, the the mid-season draft we we probably have more excitement for it than most people just because you know the the overwhelming uh, success of uh, Marlon Pickett uh, in the in the when they resuscitated the uh, mid season draft in in 2019 after what had been a, a 25 year absence from a from a brief unsuccessful experiment in the, in the early 90s. You know, and you know, and now, um, you know, Pickett's Pickett's going on seventy games. Premier, uh, he's played in uh, two premierships. So you know, we we approach these things very fondly, even if we haven't come close to duplicating that success. But yeah, yeah, Nick. But let's be honest, it's a draft. You it's know, a draft. The- Love a draft. The, 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 if the ACT Football League or the Marins and Owens League had a had a draft, you'd be into it too. Well, that is very true. <laughs> the so the it it was interesting. We there was. Uh, you know, a bit of a bit of speculation for the draft, and they put out a list of uh, players who were who were a chance to be uh, selected, and then with the fourth pick in the draft, uh, we picked someone who'd who'd got absolutely no uh, buzz uh, uh, leading up uh, to the draft. But but I think everyone who's seen the footage of Matthew Coulthard, who's a uh, indigenous small forward from uh, South Australia, and very pleasingly, uh, a Glenelg uh, product. Um, he's uh, been he's been mentored under Lee McBean's wing. wing. I know it was it was lovely seeing McBean both in the both in the highlights, but also the the clip of him being announced. Um, but yeah, so he's. Uh, He's he's a twenty two year old and uh, he's uh, only uh, he sort of had a had a fairly winding football history. He uh, came up through juniors with uh, South Adelaide, um, played under 18s and some reserves uh, for them 2018, 2019, um, 2021. Um, few games, few games of reserves there. Goes back to 
local footy in South Australia, where apparently we we kept track of, track of him there, according to Matthew Clark, which is pretty, yeah, I noticed you know, that too. Pretty incredible. It's kind of, it, it goes to it, it goes to the the depth of how huge their database must be. Now, yeah. presumably, they they put a line through a lot of guys, and he. You know, he had the basic speed, um, yep. athleticism that you keep an eye on him. But, like, there has to be a lot. Like, there must be just hundreds and hundreds oh, of uh, inc- footballs on that database. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, so he's been playing local footy. Um, he uh, joined, joins Glenelg at the start of the year, starts off in the reserves, and then uh, plays three three games uh, of state league footy, which was the, the absolute bare minimum to qualify for the draft. And then the, the last of them uh, kicks uh, four goals in a, in a uh, eye-popping display. Uh, so, you know, he certainly timed, he, timed his run. Um, look, he's, he is the classic small forward. Uh, he's, he's quick, he's agile. He's not a huge goal kicker um, across his career. He, he, I think he's played more sort of half forward than a, than a really pure uh, forward forward pocket. But he he certainly uh, he runs hard and he uh, and he tackles when he gets there. Where Matthew Clark talked about, or well, both him and our second pick James Chazai's, both the, the athleticism and the competitiveness. Uh, as being as being pre prerequisites, and he he's certainly got that. And you know he's got a, he's got a few tricks. Um, it's very much a depth pick, I think. Like this this season's been a very sober wake up call of quite quite what the you know we've had um, Butler Higgins Castagna. Uh, all head out the door. Dan Rioli to move, move to the back line. Like the, yeah, Morris Rioli's uh, struggled with form and injury. So yeah, it's it's definitely a position of need. Yeah, well, I mean, I think position of need is is maybe better because depth implies that he's got um, he's backing up someone in in the in the ones and, and like he will this week, but. Yeah, it, it, if he shows good form in the VFL, he could be playing ones. You know, the chances of him playing ones this year is is is, is you know it's it's probably more than fifty percent um, mm. if he shows a heartbeat in, in, in the VFL. Um, I was thinking we have discussed in this podcast before um, in our nerdy way about how Richmond seems to have found a market inefficiency with uh, undersized ballers. In mm. uh, you know, people are fast enough and athletic enough. Um, but too short and uh, too slight. To mm. um, yep, and big six, big sixty nine kilos here. Yeah, so you know he's very much in the. Uh, I mean, like, just go through the history of it. Um, that just so many players have gone on to be excellent players for Richmond who uh, are below the conventional size. So he's very much of a of a type that we like. Mm. Yeah, that, look that that was an interesting pick. Our second pick. James Josiah's picked out of our um, BFL uh, program. And look, this was, um, I, I mean, you know, Andy, because I messaged you about it uh, repeatedly, but um, yeah, I was, I was really keen on, on uh, 
picking him up. He's sort of, look, uh, again, he's, it's a very un, unconventional pathway. Like he's, he's not made any of the, uh, he was in the Dandenong zone for Tap Cup and never got selected. He was a, he was a bit of a, a late, late developer um, with, the, with his growth. And then, you know, his 2020 was his 18-year-old uh, year. Um, so he's gone, he's gone to, uh, and apologies if I pronounce this badly, uh, Toradin Dalmore in the West uh, Gippsland Football Netball Competition. Um, uh, t- traditional powerhouse. Traditional powerhouse played with Tiger Legend Piva Wright uh, this year, which I was very amused to see. Um, uh, but yeah, played played in the Premiership last year. Came down to to Richmond VFL this year, and and has hit the ground running. Was was in the was in the team from round one, ahead of quite a few players with with more uh, impressive pedigrees, like several guys who'd sort of been on the fringes of draft selection last year, but no, he's, he's stepped straight into the side and has, in, has impressed a lot of people who've watched the, the VFL. Um, including you. Including me, yeah. Um, 188 centimetres, good leap on him, pretty explosive as an athlete, um, pretty good kick, has, has the occasional uh, shank, but, but pretty good. Um, and has him cracks in, like really tackles hard, which I think think people will enjoy. Um, and you can also see that he's not spent a, a moment in a elite development pathway uh, physically as well. Like he's 188 centimetres and uh, 76 kilos, which I actually had to check that he was still within a normal uh, healthy weight range for BMI. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's a bit different for professional athletes, but yeah, he doesn't—he does have a look to him that he needs to be tied down on windy days. Um, but what do you see? His and like great story, right? And uh, um, if you haven't watched the on the club social media, um, him informing his parents uh, hmm. he's been drafted. It's, it's a, we don't need to talk through it, but it's it's a lovely video. What's the sort of What's the AFL position? Uh, I mean, obviously the club said he's been drafted as backman, um, but mm. what's what's he if he plays this year? Which you know is not impossible. He's in his twenties. Um, they know exactly what they're getting with him. Uh, where do you think? Well, and he knows that he knows the structure as well. Um, yeah, which, which certainly doesn't hurt. And look, um, you know, he's he's stepped into Tom Brown's uh, position, who you know has a hasn't played a moment of football this year due to due to injury. Um so yeah, it'd be it'd be as a mid-sized defender. Like he's they've occasionally experimented him in other positions in the VFL, but the ones he's really played well as a defender. And yeah, I'm um, you know, I'm very much of the um Liam Liam Baker uh Side, I always feel like um, uh, forwards, forwards are forwards, um, but you can try forwards as a defender. Yeah, that's right. Then, yeah, well, um, our recently departed three-time winning premiership coach disagrees with you, but um, <laughs> I, I'm in your camp. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, 
like really nice. And it's thank God we finally didn't um, lose one of our VFL players to some other team. I know. Look, I did. There were we were linked to a couple of um, Western Australian uh, key forwards who who I did I didn't mind actually, particularly the one who went to Essendon. But no, it was Jaden Hunter. But no, I um, it was really good. Um, uh, seeing seeing us rewarding uh, people out of the VFL program, like it, it was, it 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 was a pretty long uh, dry period there. Like we had, you know, years ago we had guys like Jake King come through, Jared Sylvester, uh, but it was yeah, it was it was thin thin pickings for a while. But you know, seeing Tyler, I like how you've completely forgotten Jake Arts. Well, I, I was just getting to, um, you know, that that was uh, 15 years ago, and then it was quite a quite a step forward to the current era when we've had, you know, Tyler Young, Jake Arts, and now uh, Trezai. So, yeah, um, I think, and it's a, it's a, hopefully, well, and the several, you know, Essendon's drafted three guys out of our refill program, so. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a vote of confidence. It, it is anyway exciting. Uh, mm. To you guys to get to track in the VFL and um, so maybe uh, some quite useful list list depth and uh, recognizing their calamness. They're both in their twenties, so they might be able to contribute um, uh, this year. So mm. uh, the club, given our current rate of injuries, um, you know they they, yeah. they might be still. Thoughts and you know it's something we said uh, weeks and weeks ago about how could when the season was like it was I think it was shortly after the Tom Lynch injury and things were looking a bit dark um, mm. and but they don't look any brighter now. But um, what 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 will make the season better is in round fifteen if we've got you know three or four young guys who weren't weren't in the senior team before sort of playing well and um, some development signs and. You know, we start winning some games. Like that, that's the kind of thing that'll make the season much more, much more watchable, more palatable. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. how did you, how did you feel, uh, Andrew McWalter's first game? Um, interesting. Like, uh, I don't think it needs to say that anyone on the um, on this podcast at Dimmer doesn't owe the club anything. But I was kind of reflecting before the game. It's a pretty tough gig. Mini got handed. Um, normally, you know, when a coach leaves, they're sort of, they're repudiated in some way, which <laughs> gives the new coach some freedom to, to make new decisions. Like as much as, you know, when like, um, it was a long time ago, it's the last time we had a new coach when Dimmer started, sure. He went on a losing streak, but he had the complete freedom to experiment and to lose. Um, where many, many basically, <laughs> as, he, as he certainly did. <laughs> Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, yes, I, I believe one of the topics we often uh, debated um, was the, the Shane Tuck, uh, the sh- non-inclusion of Shane Tuck, and uh, then he, they brought him back and uh, the team, and that was sort of one of the correlating factors of the team's improvement, but not the only one. Don't want to oversimplify. Mm. But yeah, Minnie's kind of like in a difficult position, and he sort of he like he's done the like Dimmer's basically um dived out of the car um when it's going 80 kilometers an hour on the freeway and so mini sort of reaching over from the passenger seat still driving on the on the same path so 
like I, I really thought like I thought uh, Sunday's game was I, I was particularly pessimistic. So I was I, you know when we fought back, I was weirdly inspired by it. But um, so I you know I was I was more optimistic about it that um, you know the DNA was still there. But I will say about this that I mean it's so hard to judge, right? But um, I enjoyed his press conference for mm. what it's worth. Um, yeah, he, he's got he's got quite a dry, self-deprecating sense of humor, which was appealing. Yeah, like he went early for the gag about his hair, which is obviously an internal club joke. Um, didn't go on that well with the presser, but but you know at least he tried. And you know, he, it was one question he didn't want to answer, and he was sort of pretty honest. He didn't want to answer it, and then the rest of it, he um, yeah, he was pretty good. And uh, I I certainly, you know, I mean, I I just I, I'm the starting point. He's been put in a in a really bad position, so there's almost no way I can I will judge him poorly for this year. Uh, is that that's a bit of a non-answer? But how do you feel about it? Oh, look, the the how weird it was was the biggest reaction uh, for me. Like, I, I don't, I'm I like him as a as a person and uh, his his media presence. But yeah, it, it was weird. Um, it's going to take quite some time to to get used to. I did. I think we all enjoyed. Um, the, the photo of Dimmer, Dimmer at home with the dog and a beer, um, uh, although suspiciously uh, tidy house. <laughs> Made it yeah. and, and, uh, and the, the fact that Dimmer would drink Stone and Wood sort of paid at a dollar and one cents. <laughs> Sorry, going on. Yeah, and that he posted it before midday as well. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, apparently he's not a big drinker at all. That's what one of the remarks Minnie made afterwards. So yeah, I, I do wonder whether uh, whether he got uh, he got frustrated and went for a walk early on because you know that's a lot of a lot of years of sort of um, tension and game day nerves, and then suddenly they're not there. It would have been hard to just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, any any major takeaways from the? game for you should we should we lead with the best player for once actually i was going to too that um hmm. like toronto is now in i believe the top 10 for the afl coaches votes um he's definitely in the top 20 hmm. um and you know it was uh, uh, seven tackles 33 disposals uh, and obviously four goals sorry hmm. um yeah <laughs> and still wasn't best on ground in AFL ratings. Um, the world, it's the weirdest thing. Um, just really yeah. hate, it just really hates him. <laughs> it really does. It's just, it's, 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 it's farcical now, but um, yeah, he was great. Yeah. And, he's, uh, e- he's equal, he's equal to 12th in the, in the coaches votes. Yeah. Look, he, his, his was a great effort on a day where it just felt um, like goal kicking was just a, excruciating um you know it was a very uh he kept it competitive you know nank nank worked uh tirelessly in a, in a very nank game because scott lysett was also quite good um yeah, yeah. prestia it was nice to see prestia win some football again that's that's honestly been one of the low-key most most depressing stories of the season so it was good to Good to see him uh, play well. Um, I thought uh, it was interesting, Minnie's 
And his probably biggest tactical move, putting Pickett in the centre to try and match up with the athleticism of the, the Port midfielders was interesting. Well, well, well he said specifically Rosie. Um, mm. And uh, he, 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 he thought it was a win at the end. Mm. I didn't think it was a loss. Yeah, I, I guess you take it if that's... I mean, Rosie had 10 more possessions than Pickett, so um, I, I guess that's sort of... Yeah, you know, it was what it was. But, yeah, mm. that, that was it was definitely an innovation and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes sort of going forward. Mm. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought the defence held up really well all day, notwithstanding. <laughs> no, Noah Bolter is just the most high-variance player imaginable. Like, there's hardly any average contests with him. It's either... Everything he does is either outstanding or, or disastrous. But yeah, I thought I thought, well, I thought Grimes was very good, but uh, Bolter Bolter was patchy, if mostly uh, good. Um, newly newly resigned uh, Nathan Broad was very good as well. So yeah, I thought, thought yeah, the let the game be sustained. Yeah. Um. What I was. The Nathan Broad contract was interesting because I think, um, again, like finding an excuse not to talk about the game, but um, yeah, two year two year contract extension announced this week. Yeah, like that's the perfect length, right? Um, hmm. I think you, so. You, like you would have thought uh, a free agent uh, like him would have would have had a three year offer on the table. Now hmm. you know neither Western Australian teams were probably going to back back up an armored car for him. Uh, sort of given where they are at and um, what Nathan Broad gives, which is a lot, but it's not, you know, it's not break your salary cap um, kind of level of play. But it, it was, it, I consider that two years to be the perfect team-friendly deal. Yeah, absolutely. So he's 30 now. So you, you get him for the end of his productive uh, prime. Um, and it's the type of thing where... Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't get more than a second round draft pick for him and then uh he'd probably it'd probably be quite annoying having replacing him uh, as well so you know i think it, it makes a lot of sense all round to yeah to it's something it. we talked about we talk about on and offline about the team like if, if things are more not in rebuild obviously but like maintaining the structure of a team and sort of having him not having him be there would be the kind of thing where you it's the real decline of one of the structure players. Like I think structurally he's a lifter, not a leaner to use that horrible phase. Does that make mm. sense? No, no, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think having someone like him who, you know, relentlessly makes pretty good, pretty reliable decisions is, is reassuring in a back line that has the before mentioned Noah Bolter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, have you have you noticed that um, Judson Clark? Uh, uh, actually, they mentioned it on the telecast, so maybe you have. But um, Judson Clark can't miss with his shots for goal. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's it's a nice little run. Um, it'd be nice if he got a, 
I mean, the, and the run of uh, him kicking a goal every time he plays sort of, and it hasn't been every game, but um, I think it's now almost every game he's played this year. Uh, and he's, you know, played the vast majority of them. But yeah, he's not getting a whole bunch of the footy. I guess he only had um, 17% game time, so three positions is somewhat understandable. But yeah, uh, it'd be nice if he got it a bit more. Yeah, I agree. Um, look, he, uh, I think he's clearly the best sub that we that we have. But um, yeah, I did, uh, I like there's a, there's enough there. There's a, they're all fleeting moments, but yeah, I feel like I feel like there's there's enough there, and God well, knows there's heaps there. It's just the um, you know you, you we're just waiting for it to all click. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, it, it was... Uh, oh, look, there were many frustrating things about the game. Like, the, despite being a Melbourne team playing in a uh, home game against an interstate club, uh, you know, the, the free key uh, count was lops- lopsided the, the wrong way. Um, oh, dude, we, we picked... Um, uh, uh, three uh, marking forwards and um, yeah, neither of them really made an impact. No, um, and you know, there was sort of it was raining before the game, but it did dry up by game time. But yeah, sort of um, uh, Samson had his regression game, didn't didn't he? You there? Yeah, sorry. Um, I I just said that Samson had his regression game. Oh, he did. Other other than um, his goal kicking, uh, he's up to eleven goals too. Uh, I think for the season. So his goal kicking has surprisingly become impeccable. Um, but yeah, the 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 idea of him as backup ruck and key forward was better than the reality. And yeah, look, Miller. Miller had his moments uh, as contesting in midfield, but uh, yeah, he was unconvincing as a forward target. And yeah, Jack, um, yeah, Jack struggling. Uh, it was it was hard to watch at times. Yeah, it, it's just he, he desperately needs a break, but he just can't have it on this team. Uh, no, yeah. You know, you sort of wonder, and like that's why they threw the extra tall in. But it's kind of like it's a really hard role to mm. like. It's easier to be a second ruck and get in the game than the way we're treating Samson. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, he just and that doesn't not to excuse it, but um, I think yeah, I don't know what like I almost like, I don't know what you do from like do you almost give Jack a rest for a week and actually play Samson full forward. I know that sounds ridiculous after this last week, but um, uh, like, it's just so not working and, and that's no one's fault, but father's time. No, look, we've, we've named Cumberland in the the squad for this week and you'd think, you'd think he'd be a a pretty decent chance. Um, Yeah. Look, I don't, I think I, we saw some experimentation this week, but, yeah, I don't, I've got a feeling it won't be the last uh, for the rest of the season. 
Was there was there anything else you wanted to mention from the game? Yeah, well, I, I should recognise it was profoundly depressing to see people not being too upset about us losing with a minus 22, including us, by the way. I'm not, not having a go at anyone. But we had a minus 22 inside 50 counts against a pretty good interstate team at the MCG. That was that was a pretty... It was a, it was a reality check of where we're at. But uh, on the other hand, it was looking much worse halfway through the second quarter. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As, as with, uh, the, the order goals are kicked in is very important. Yeah. Yes. All yes, right. Um, 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 look, spe- speaking of frustrating games, um, the uh, the Sydney Showgrounds is one of my least favourite uh, venues that I've watched uh, of the you know pretty decent number of venues that I've watched R- Richmond play at. Um, yeah, I don't like it. It's it's um, it's small. It's narrow. Um, they never get good crowds there. And we've lost our last four games, often in embarrassing circumstances. Or heartbreaking. Embarrassing or heart- and heartbreaking. Embarrassing or and heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently speaking to you from, from an iPad that has a dent in it from, the, uh, <laughs> from, <laughs> from one of those games. Yeah. Uh, and annoyingly, they've got Himmelberg back for uh, AFL free agent watches, but um, yeah. also Flynn's black. Um, which is annoying. Uh, yeah, although yeah. Bigs, Bigs in the Ruck was very good uh, last week and actually quite a bit better than uh, Flynn, Flynn has been. Um, uh, and Tom Green. Oh, my God. Tom Green is, you know, he's fourth in the AFL in disposals, top 20 in clearances. Bob's up to kick the odd goal. God, he's a fantastic player. Um it is like it's it's such a funny team, like all these high draft picks, and yet sort of they're in a period of transition where they've still got some of the the twenty nineteen grand final team. Lockie Whitfield's back playing well this year. Stephen Cornelio's uh, good. Uh, Callum original giant Callum Ward still going around. Um, you know, supplement. You know, Toby Green uh, has. 26 goals uh, for the year, despite missing a few. Um, but they, you know, they've got a they've got a younger generation as well with uh, Lockie Ash, who's very good, um, uh, Flynn Callahan, uh, Aridan Cadman, first pick in the draft last year up forward. Um, although Toby Toby Green aside, their forward line is a bit held together with, you know, it's 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 hit and miss. They're good at. Um, They've got a small forward brigade with Brett Daniels, Toby Toby Bedford. Um, they're quite they're quite good at um, tackling once uh, the ball's inside fifty. But you know you're relying on Jesse Hogan, Jake Riccardi, Cadman I mentioned. So yeah, their their marking targets can be a bit inconsistent. Yeah, so we're very mild underdogs, um, which surprised me actually because. Um... Uh, you know, I, I thought they, that they would expect more aggression from us. But, yeah, it's hard to be optimistic about this game given where it's at. Mm. You know, there's just there's too much scar tissue uh, uh, for us for, on that oval with the GWS. So uh, they are, and, and the... They're not as good as you'd think at, at clearance or centre clearance. 
which is interesting for a pretty pretty high. They they, do, they win a lot of football, but they can, yeah, they can be into. Uh, you can tell that Adam Kingsley is getting them to play, try and play faster, but it's only succeeding some of the time. Look, um, uh, not as good as you think they are. Should be the GWS uh, club <laughs> motto. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a worry, right? Because it's an ex-assistant of ours with current knowledge of the players. Um, he, he's going to know. He's going to be know how to target our weak spots. So yeah, that, that's sort of an extra little reason for us to bed wet before the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I'm worried about it. Um, just because it's just it's just so hard for us to kick goals. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. We are the, we were the highest scoring team in the competition last year. Just like I know we said it at the time, and we said it in preseason, but just this semi regular reminder that once Tom Lynch went down, our season was probably stuffed. Um, yeah, yeah. You just no 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 team unless they're. I, I know that there is there's some famous Ewing theory examples recent years in the AFL, but there's just the way we yeah. play. What Tom Lynch gives well, us board. and and you know what, what losing one point three million dollars worth of key forward um, out of your salary cap as well. You know, oh, no, but, absolutely too. But you know, I mean, we did it without Rams. Um, the true. Eagles did it out without Nick Nat. But weirdly, I think as Brilliant as both those players are, that Tom Lynch is structurally more important and yeah. uh, uh, to us. So yeah, it, it is what it is. But um, uh, we've got a chance of a bankster boo. He's been teasing you. Yeah, that'd be forward. that'd be funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he he's yeah. been he's been a uh, chance of debuting for for quite a while. So yeah, no, I'm um that'd that'd be great to see. Yeah, no, I'd like I'd yeah. like a bit of no one. No magic. All right, well done. You've cheered me up. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Tiger Talk.